Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today in health IT, healthcare organizations struggle to obtain cyber liability insurance. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Taucite, Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. All right, good article. Over here, where'd we get it? Healthitsecurity.com. And it is health organizations struggle to obtain cyber insurance policies report shows. Healthcare ransomware attacks. Let me grab my glasses here. This is pretty small print. Healthcare ransomware attacks are not slowing down, prompting an increased demand for reliable cyber insurance policies. But as healthcare cyber attacks skyrocket, cyber insurers are pushing up prices and leaving markets altogether. Sophos stated in its state of ransomware in healthcare 2022 report. I will say the other thing that they're doing is they are really pushing back on the IT organizations to really up their profile. And in, in order to get the insurance, you have to jump through a lot of hoops. Anyway, let me keep going. Again, a really good article. Sofo surveyed 5,600 IT professionals, including 381 in healthcare, to garner insights on how healthcare organizations are navigating the cyber threat landscape. The report found that 66% of surveyed healthcare organizations were hit by ransomware in 2021, up from just 34% in 2020. Wow. About 61% of those attacks resulted in data encryption, which is, oh boy, that's not good either. Survey results also revealed that healthcare was the most likely sector to pay a ransom. Interesting stat. I will log that for later. Results also revealed that healthcare was the most likely sector to pay a ransom. I'm going to talk to Drex about that on the Newsday show. See what, see what he has to say. Just over 60% of the respondents who experienced encryption admitted to paying the ransom compared to a cross-sector average of 46%. With these figures in mind, it makes sense that healthcare organizations are increasingly turning to cyber insurance to protect their assets and minimizing damage. Across all surveyed sectors, 83% of organizations reported securing cyber insurance. Only 78% of healthcare organizations said they had coverage. All right, so 22% are flying without coverage or self-insured. And actually, I'm hearing that conversation happen more and more. Organizations who are going the self-insured route. Given the high rate of ransomware incidents in healthcare, this insurance coverage gap leaves many organizations exposed to the full cost of attack, the report stated. In addition... To challenges with obtaining coverage, 51% of respondents said that the level of cybersecurity needed to qualify is now higher, and 45% said that the policies are now more complex. And that's what I was talking about. I'm hearing that from a lot of CISOs and CIOs, that essentially the it's actually helping us to become better. If you want this insurance coverage, you actually have to implement some things 
and procedures and training and whatnot in order to get the coverage. And that is one of the ways the market is working to make us better with regard to cybersecurity. And I wouldn't necessarily look down at my nose at that. That's a good thing. Some of the times you need that somebody behind you saying you have to do this in order to get the board off the dime to put the money out there and get the leadership off the dime. I'm, I'm not saying that's true for all organizations, but for some, sometimes you need big brother behind you saying, hey, we're going to do this. All right, let me keep going. These changes are closely linked to ransomware, which is the single largest driver for cyber insurance claims in recent years. Ransom attacks have increased and ransoms and payout costs have soared. As a result, some insurance providers have left the market and it has simply become unprofitable for them. That's not surprising to me. It's like like doing home insurance in Florida or other hurricane markets. Those that remain are looking to reduce risk and exposure. They're also pushing up prices considerably with fewer organizations providing cyber coverage. That's true as well. So it's a seller's market. They call the shots and they can be selective about which clients they cover. Having strong cyber defenses will significantly improve an organization's ability to secure coverage they need. It's a, it's a buyer's market. It's so interesting. It's like you have to make your house look good so that that they will sell you something. You know, it's like I'm getting my house ready to sell. I'm not. But if I were getting my house ready to sell, I'd make it look good so people could come in and buy it. Now we're essentially making our health system look good so that we can get coverage. They come in, they look around, they say, mm, this is not the house I want. I'm not going to cover you. Wow, that is a buyer's market. That's really kind of uh, fascinating to me. Let's see, looking at what cyber insurance coverage paid for across all sectors, the survey reveals an increase in payment of cleanup costs and a decrease in ransom payments by insurers compared with the findings of the 2020 survey. However, the report also emphasized that while cyber insurance policies can help healthcare organizations pick up the pieces after a damaging attack, it does not cover expenses associated with betterment or investing in better tech to address the security weaknesses. Yes, so you have to allocate some additional money as well. Rather, healthcare organizations should have these defensive measures in place already and only rely on insurance policies in the event of a cyber attack and subsequent recovery. In Fortified Health Security, recent reports, similar sentiments were raised. Researchers urged healthcare organizations to remember that cyber insurance is not a Band-Aid for inadequate cyber security measures. That's a great quote, too. I'm going to talk to Drex about that one. Having cyber insurance doesn't take the place of a strong cyber security infrastructure. Increasingly sophisticated attacks continue with larger payouts that make obtaining cyber insurance even more difficult and more expensive. This is an interesting report worth reading. Again, it was uh, healthitsecurity.com, title of the article, Healthcare Organizations Struggle to Obtain Cyber Insurance Policies, the report shows. What's my so what? Sometimes it's good to use Big Brother if you're trying to get, you know, get your organization to move off the dime. That's one of the things I would say. Another is if your organization has the wherewithal, self-coverage is, is not the worst thing in the world. You know, especially if you feel like you're making the right investments, you're doing the right things. Again, we, we expect there to be a breach of some kind in every organization. It's not if, but when. We've talked about that a lot. I hate that phrase, but but it's proving to be more and more accurate. So if you're planning to go the self-insured route, just keep that in mind that there probably will be a breach at some point. And what you need to do is make sure that it does not lead to an event where they encrypt and that you really limit the horizontal movement across your network, that you're, you're limiting them, you're finding them very rapidly in the system. So all the things around that NIST model are so important. 
to to somebody who's thinking going the self-insured route. But even if you're not going the self-insured route, all those same things apply. Uh, cybersecurity is table stakes at this point, and your investment in that space should be considered table stakes and not a piece of the budget that can be it can go down. I mean, quite frankly, I remember we had a refresh budget. And this is a story I tell my coaching clients because a lot of them don't have this in place. And so every time we bought a system, we bought a new server, new switch, new router, uh, new desktop device. We put it on a life cycle and we essentially said in three years, five years, seven years, we're going to replace this piece of equipment. And we put that budget together and we gave it to the CFO. And between the CFO and myself, we got approval to put that budget into an area that wasn't touched. Because every year we would go in for the IT budget and they would say, oh, you spend too much money. We need you to cut this and cut this. And invariably, one of the things that you cut is that refresh budget. And once you do that, you just line yourself up for a umpteen million dollar true up at some point in the organization's uh, life. And to the credit of the other leaders in our organization, they all agreed that we wanted to make sure we had the best equipment at the bedside and the best equipment for cybersecurity and the best equipment for, for and so we were gonna refresh that equipment. That was gonna be an important piece of our thing. We took that budget, we put it aside, we didn't play around with it, and it was never part of the budget negotiations. When I say that to CIOs, they're like, you are a miracle worker. I couldn't believe you. Can't believe you pulled that off. If you haven't pulled it off yet, you should do it. It's uh, it's critical. Otherwise, your equipment ages, and at some point, somebody's walking in going, "Is that a is that a Windows XP device?" You get the picture. It won't be Windows XP, but but it'll be bad, and your nurses will be upset because they're working on ancient equipment. Anyway, that's all for today. If you know of someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher. You get the picture. We are everywhere. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Taucite, Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now. 